Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Whether you're trying to order a ride or figure out what restaurants are nearby, you've probably grown accustomed to the notion that your smartphone continuously tracks your location. But you may be surprised to discover that while phone apps seem to be able to find you pretty easily, 911 operators can have a much more difficult time pinpointing your location in an emergency when you call for help from a mobile phone. That's because wireless service providers, which are required by the Federal Communications Commission to provide callers' locations to 911 systems, often are using data from different, sometimes less precise sources than your phone uses to pinpoint a location. And according to the FCC website, 70% of 911 calls are placed from mobile phones. In 2017, Sacramento TV station Fox 40 demonstrated the extent of the problem by having a producer stand on a street corner and make test calls to the local county 911 system, using phones from several different wireless providers. They got disconcertingly varied results. One carrier's data was able to pinpoint the caller's location within 26 feet, that's about 8 meters, while another errantly gave a location that was a mile away, that's just over 1.5 kilometers. And that's a scary problem, because when the 911 system gets an inaccurate location, it means the police, the fire department, or the ambulance crew may lose precious time trying to find you. That's the sort of delay that has tragically proven fatal in more than one case. So why does 911 sometimes have more difficulty finding callers than, say, Lyft? For decades, wireless providers have relied upon information from phones pinging cellular towers and from the Global Positioning System, also known as GPS, to provide location estimates for 911 systems. You'd think that would work pretty well. But according to Evelyn Bailey, executive director of the National Association of State 911 Administrators and former head of Vermont's first enhanced 911 system, those methods aren't always so reliable. She said, It depends upon the infrastructure that's available where the caller is located. Let's say you're outdoors in a place where you're close to a cell tower and the GPS signal isn't obstructed. You're probably okay. But if you're out in the mountains where cell coverage is spotty or inside a building containing lots of metal in a densely developed urban area, it could be a lot tougher. Your phone, though, has other ways to locate you. Thanks to technological advances by mobile phone manufacturers, your device can use your proximity to Wi-Fi networks and Bluetooth beacons, and even readings from the barometer that you probably didn't realize was built into your phone. That data comes from what's known as the user plane, and historically, wireless carriers haven't trusted it as a location source to fulfill their regulatory obligations. But even if they did, Bailey notes that existing 911 systems aren't engineered in a way that makes it easy for them to accept that data into their location stream. Fortunately, though, the wireless telecom industry and organizations representing the 911 systems have been working together for years on finding technological solutions. And as of 2015, the FCC issued new regulations that set a timetable for improving the accuracy of the location information the carriers provide to 911. By 2021, they have to be able to provide a dispatchable location at least 80% of the time, a dispatchable location meaning one that's within 164 feet or 50 meters of where a caller is located. Also, they have to be able to provide barometric pressure from any phone that measures it, which could make it easier to pinpoint altitude and figure out what floor in a building a caller is calling from. The industry is also working on developing and testing the National Emergency Address Database, This will include the locations of Wi-Fi hotspots, Bluetooth beacons, and other parts of the modern world's electronic infrastructure. Eventually, the database will be able to accept data that consumers provide about their home Wi-Fi networks if they choose to provide it. 
Today's episode was written by Patrick J. Kiger and produced by Tyler Klang for iHeartMedia and How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other pointed topics, visit our home planet, howstuffworks.com. Listener.